Hello and welcome to the first ever episode of Retail in Focus. I'm Alex Leonard, Senior Reporter at Retail Systems. Now one of the biggest considerations for retailers today is how to ensure their operations and products are both sustainable and ethical. Not only do retailers have a moral responsibility, but with consumers becoming increasingly concerned about where their products come from, there is also a clear economic argument for sustainability, transparency and ethical sourcing across retail supply chains. With the growing scrutiny of fast fashion, alongside a number of high profile exposures of poor working conditions within retailer supply chains, as well as ongoing reports of forced labor in Northern China, the call for ethical fashion has never been louder. And today we're lucky enough to have a guest that is an expert in ethical and sustainable fashion. Kalkadan Lagessa is the co-founder and managing director of independent ethical clothing and lifestyle store, Sancho's, which is based in Exeter. Hi, Kalkadan. Thanks so much for joining us on the podcast today. How are you? Hi, Alex. Thank you so much for having me. I'm, I'm doing great. Thank you. <laughs> Brilliant. It's our absolute pleasure to have you on today. So let's begin at the start. What first inspired you to set up the business? Where did it all begin? And I'm sure our listeners are also really curious to know if there's any story behind the name of your store. So um, I set it up with my partner in like roughly around 2015 um, for a number of different reasons but one of the most significant ones being you know people would often say where can I buy ethically made this or that you know how do I know if something is fair trade and we realized that having to kind of scour the internet or a physical high street for for something that's made with people and planet in mind um, was one of the reasons a lot of people weren't engaging with the sustainable economy. So we started Sancho so that there would be a really clear answer to the question, you know, where can I get ethically sourced clothing? In terms of my name, or the name Sancho, that's that's my name too. The reason is very silly. It's not <laughs> profound, unfortunately. It's a, um, a nickname that my family use to call me. It's very common where I'm from in Ethiopia for everyone to have what's called an, a house name. So you've got your formal name, that's your serious name, Kalkadan. Um, so my name, Kalkadan Legesamakura, translates to promise, gift, pride, for example. So you have a very serious name and then you have a very playful name. And Sancho's is kind of a, a bit of a tease to describe my kind of playful character, I guess. I didn't really I realize what Sanchez would become when I first named it. So that's how we <laughs> ended up there. But um, kind of something which has been really great, which um, I discovered in the recent years is one of the early freed slaves in the UK who was able to run his own shop was called Ignatius Sancho. Uh, and there's a portrait of Ignatius Sancho in my local museum. So. Oh there is this tie to kind of his experience and his story in that. And I think that's really beautiful and profound. And it makes me kind of imagine what life might have been like, you know, in the 17th century. Brilliant. That's really nice to kind of hear the history of the store and also the name. And I think maybe it's slightly more profound than you made out to begin with, because that connection there sounds really special and very impressive. So moving on to my next question, I imagine there's a lot that some of the larger fashion brands and curators could learn from an independent ethical business like yours. And actually, I think we shouldn't ever underestimate independent stores because looking at your online platform, you have a very vast range and you've been able to achieve that both ethically and sustainably. 
So what do you think that retailers need to be doing to improve sustainability and ensure their products are ethically sourced? How did you achieve an ethical supply chain for your business and how difficult has that been to achieve and maintain? So I think that to kind of answer a question around how how larger retailers in particular can engage and make their models more ethically minded, I think it's really crucial that they focus on a holistic review of their business operations as opposed to tick box exercise production releases. I think that 10 years ago, it might have been enough for a retailer to produce an organic cotton line or a sustainable cotton line, for example, in order to be ethical. Uh, Today, with the climate Armageddon countdown we have of 11 years, that's no longer enough. What I use is I use a tool that I describe as a moral compass to decide how we might alter our operations by bearing in mind their impact on stakeholders, on our desired consumers, on our suppliers and on the collective as a whole. So on one side, we look at the um, the stakeholders of our business model. So people who produce our clothing, people who buy it, people who are in the market who perhaps can't access it, how we advertise and communicate at our staff and teams. Um, and we also look at the product lifecycle. So how are we sourcing that item so that it's made within what Kate Raworth describes as planetary boundaries? So this sense of, you know, let's make things that won't put a toll on the environment, on the ecology of our um, manufacturing space to the extent that it becomes unsustainable. But we also imagine what should be the end point of that garment, you know, who's deriving value from it and what happens when perhaps they no longer derive value from it. And I can't say that we do all of these things perfectly, but I don't consider us an ethical business. I think we follow ethical business practices and we, being ethical is a process. It's not like an end point. We work on all of these areas and more, frankly, to identify where we can do better and we use the resources that we have to do better. So for other retailers who want to engage in sustainability, which they absolutely should, like there is an incredible onus of responsibility on fashion brands who have made crazy profits um, in the past few decades by creating garments that have had obsolescence designed in them to find new ways of operating as they do they need to make sure that they've got holistic approaches that include their stakeholders that they've imagined their wider stakeholders as well and that they've managed the product life cycle of the garments that they're producing and profiting from. Definitely. Um, You made some really interesting points there. Definitely sounds like a holistic view is kind of the best way to approach it. And um, I really appreciate your honesty about having an ethical business as a journey rather than a checkbox activity, as you said. So thank you for that, Kalkadan. Let's move on to my next question. And I think at the moment, unfortunately, we can't really talk about retail without mentioning coronavirus and its impact on the market. So what has your experience been? Has it impacted the business negatively or positively even? Or has your e-commerce platform managed to bolster the business? Yeah, I think we were in one of the fortunate kind of positions that we were able to um, really lean into our e-commerce business. So our e-commerce business grew 380% last year. 
um, and it has bolstered the business. So Sancho's is in a healthy position. I'm so grateful for that and for our community for keeping us here. Our kind of physical store side, that's a completely different story. It's been, you know, many expenses without any return. It's been really challenging. Obviously, coronavirus has made it impossible for traditional kind of bricks and mortar retailers to earn revenue. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think it has encouraged a lot of those retailers to move towards a more multi-channel business model which I think will make them more resilient to future changes the ones that have managed to navigate it of course I also think consumers have had this rekindling of love for their local communities and independent businesses and I think that's super important because independent businesses they really do add so much value to the economies that they belong in Um, we know that of a pound an international multinational company might return 30p to a local economy but a independent local business will return more than a pound so the return is more than 100 percent i think that that new localization will probably change our economy drastically as people realize that when they spend in their local high streets they are driving the development of their community So I think that's been one of the significant cultural changes this past year. But if I'm honest, I think like a lot of people, I'm quite exhausted after, you know, lockdown after lockdown and the kind of the way coronavirus has affected all of our lives. So I think until everyone has had some chance to rest and recoup, it will be unclear kind of what the real impact it's had, because I think at the moment, we're all dealing with so much other pressures that probably are skewing our experiences. Definitely. Yeah, like you said, I think it's been quite a, a mixed bag for the industry. Some retailers obviously have been lucky and perhaps didn't have the best online platform or presence and for that reason faced some pretty tough consequences. But yeah, there's definitely been some interesting outcomes from this pandemic, like you said local high streets and 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 independent stores and things like that that's definitely becoming more of a focus for consumers so it will be interesting to see how that plays out in the coming months okay so next could you tell me a little bit about some of your other projects for example the slow fashion show and Schwab, and kind of how that ties into your goals for for sustainable fashion Yeah, I'd love to. Thank you for asking. (laughs) Um, Yeah, so the Slow Fashion Show is a event that we have put on in previous years. It's a very physical event, so we haven't put it on during kind of COVID times. And it's, you know, one of the largest regional fashion shows. We attract 700 visitors and it's a mixture of a fashion show, um, a series of workshops, talks and trade show as well. And it's amazing because what we do is essentially put people working in sustainability creatively under one roof and celebrate with them. And I remember at the end of our second slow fashion show, I was so, so tired. (laughs) I was like, I think I just finished doing a strut down the runway to like Lizzo's um, song, the one that's like, um, I can't remember. (laughs) I won't subject you to that. But um, yeah, I just yeah, I was like, we had such a good time, but I was just so tired. Like, I I don't think I fully acknowledge what it was. But this past year, um, of completely no social interaction has really like reinvigorated to me the value of putting people in one space who are passionate about one cause and then just seeing what comes out of it. 
Um, so we've had, you know, numerous clothes swaps come as a result of it, more people engaging in the city's local recycling schemes. We do it in partnership with local businesses, so we're able to support other businesses too. Um, yes, yeah, so it's just a fantastic event to add culture and creativity to sustainability. And yeah, hopefully we'll be putting it on in future years. We're not yet sure about this year. It'll depend on, you know, how the national kind of roadmap goes. Mm -hmm. Schwab um, is something which I'm so excited about. It's a fashion tech startup that wants to address the issue of the 30 billion pounds worth of clothing that we have in our wardrobes that go unused and unworn. So one of the big, big, big issues in fashion is that there is just this massive oversupply of clothing. Mm -hmm. And over the years, people have tried to kind of define the reason for that oversupply in so many different ways. I spent, you know, my past kind of five years of my career researching this. And I did an in-depth study last year during my, my master's thesis. And for me, I think the realisation I'm coming to is that because so many brands are trapped in a linear model of business where they earn money from the sale of new products, they can't really fully engage in big picture sustainability because that linear model, which is let me sell one more unit to you know, make one more bit of revenue, drives businesses to focus on lowering their costs, increasing production, and perhaps finding cheaper, but you know, worse for the environment materials. And so there's this natural pressure to not produce or operate sustainably or in a way that's equitable to people and planet. What Schwab aims to do is give these brands an access to the circular economy. Mm -hmm. So we've created a digital infrastructure that brands can plug into at no cost and share their product information with our users so that users can begin to digitally catalogue the clothes that they have so right now, I'm sure we can all kind of take a moment to imagine one area of our homes that's filled with clothing that we haven't worn for years and we've just let it pile up and we don't know what's there really and we don't know if it fits us and we don't know if it you know, has value to anyone else and we probably aren't going to spend the time to go through it and categorise it because you know, it might not sell or we might put it in a bag and take it to a charity shop, but we know that most of the clothing we send to charity shop also ends up in landfill. So we tend not to do anything with it. What Schwab will do is essentially digitize all of those clothes so that um, you can go on your phone in the palm of your hand, just see what you have. And then hopefully that means you've got some really great outfits there that like you might have forgotten about that you can rewear. Um, and then if you do want to sell them, you can pop them into the marketplace and sell them to other people. Because brands are a part of this model, brands are driving this model, um, they'll also receive a commission as you buy and sell the clothes. Um, and what that does for brands is it changes their revenue model from being one where they only make money when an item sells to their first primary customer to one where you know they potentially can earn revenue from their secondary and tertiary customer too and that will encourage brands to produce garments that last at you know which is the goal but at the very least what that will do for us as a collective is help us paint a picture around clothing that lasts and clothing that doesn't so that we can start to define what practical sustainability means when it comes to product management.
I mean, that sounds like a really, really interesting project, the Schwab. I've not really heard of anything like that before. So I think that sounds like a very interesting way to approach sustainability and, and trying to stop us all with the piling up of clothes in our wardrobes and things like that, because I've definitely been guilty of that myself. Although I would say during lockdown, I, I don't think I've bought any clothes. I haven't bought any clothes in a, in a long time, so that's quite good. But yeah, no, Schwab sounds like a, a great idea. I think from a retail perspective, what's happening, as you've described, is customers are, as they grow increasingly conscious of the environmental impact of fashion, um, they're finding that they probably need a bit less. And for a lot of retailers, that's like an existential issue which I think will mean the market will change quite drastically over the next five to 10 years. And there will be some people who bear the burden of that. And unfortunately, I think a lot of them might end up being retail workers as well as potentially some garment workers too. But what the opportunity for brands is and for retailers is, is to stop producing clothing for one use or for one customer and imagining what might happen to a product over time and different ways in which it can generate value over time. So we acknowledge like one thing that we say within our Schwab team is in, in 2025, the brand's greatest competition will be clothing that's already sold. And what Schwab will hopefully do is give brands access to the value of those clothes so that they can survive what will be a massive reduction in consumption, I think. And should be as well. I, I, would, I would welcome that too. Brilliant. Um, well, thanks very much, Kalkadan. Um, so next question, uh, what have been some of the biggest challenges uh, you face throughout your business journey and how have you overcome them? I do realise that's quite a big question. Um, <laughs> so maybe you could focus on, you know, one of the biggest challenges. I don't know. I know it's a tough question. <laughs> yeah, there's lots of challenges. I think the main challenge in business is, like kind of not knowing what you're doing <laughs> I think once you've done something enough times you know you become familiar and it's easy but because of kind of the nature of business and the the need for constant evolution you're often in a space where you're having to learn something you don't know um, and sometimes it's easy to learn and sometimes it's not and that can take a toll so I've had kind of years in my kind of entrepreneurial journey where I've really struggled to learn new things and you know that's taken a real toll on my mental health and you know, my ability to kind of engage with my community but I spent some time <laughs> like really getting to understand what those feelings were and how to navigate them um, and I think most people can so I think if you can I think what's often described as like a growth mindset but I think if you can acknowledge that you don't know everything you need to know but there is a way to learn them I think you can overcome most of the challenges that business presents definitely and finally uh, what has been your proudest moment or some of your proudest moments on your journey that's the question I find really tough to answer yeah. um I'm so sorry I feel like it's such a like a terrible personal characteristic of mine <laughs> but um <laughs> I'm like constantly trying to improve and do better and not just like just financially but just um in different ways too so oftentimes my brain is in my brain is more conscious of like my problems and all challenges I need to overcome or things I need to improve than it is of things that have happened well but 
I'm gonna take this <laughs> back to myself and make sure that I think more about you know achieve milestones but like one thing that never fails to like make me really happy and proud is whenever I see um, a team member who feels like really like confident and feels like they're thriving in their role and is has overcome a challenge themselves and have done something well I think this is one of like the few like privileges of being able to you know organize teams is you get to witness people's own journeys and when they get to a point where they're like feeling really confident or they've just figured something out or they've just delegated something really well they've created something well you get to witness that moment in their hearts and I love that I really that makes me proud every time and I just think well I'm so so lucky to be able to um, witness that yeah so I really enjoy that but yeah if you ever invite me back again I'll think about <laughs> some other <laughs> some other things we did we won Sancho's won an award for being the best high street shop in 2020 um which is amazing because <laughs> it's just like now that's what we say to people <laughs> like this is the best high street shop <laughs> so that was fun and yeah I think that was really cool really cool because our like our customers nominated us and then voted for us so that's like it's just yeah I think I think we're really well supported and that makes me feel safe and happy that's good well it sounds like you have you know a lot of things to be proud of that's quite an award to have you know the best the yeah. best shot so well done to you for that well great we've gone gone through all of my questions so just to kind of finish off if our listeners wanted to find out more about your ethical fashion store where can I send them yeah um so our website is sanchoshop.com and um, but but also on instagram at wow sancho um so people can find us there and then i'm on instagram at kapokatan lugessa mccrae perfect you want to hear me talk about stuff <laughs> brilliant great well thank you so much for joining us on the podcast it's been an absolute pleasure and uh, thanks as well to all of our listeners until next time <laughs>